Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. CC back with us in the new year. Paris, little vacay for Chris Canty. He did release his power rankings. He did. On social, which we are going to get to in a little bit. Dedicated to the game. Yeah. Uh, I am surprised. By a couple of his rankings, Me so we too. will get to that, and we will give you the CC power rankings also this hour. We have a guest at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Evan, I was going to say, you have been cool as a cucumber today, knowing what's happening at 9.30 a.m. Oh, Eastern I talked time. to him many times, but I mean. Oh, okay. No big deal. Uh, it's, the, it's the guy that everybody should look up to, the great Udonis Haslam, <laughs> uh, three-time NBA champion, Miami Heat. Who has a new podcast out, by the way? So there is a reason. There is a reason for having you, Dion, other than me just loving Udonis Haslam. So we will have him in just a little bit as well. But last night, Monday night, and talk hoops with him, obviously. Uh, Monday night football last night. I did not see this result coming. I gotta be honest. We sit here and we talk about our show and prep and notes and Nuno and Pat and Javante and everybody producing Sam, Mark, everybody producing the show. I don't even know that we played out. The storylines today that if the Eagles lost a third straight game and they lost the game against Seattle, I may have even said yesterday, oh, the Eagles will just destroy Seattle tonight, get back on track. But now, all of a sudden, the Eagles lose a game. They had a lead late in this game. Seattle was down seven, and Seattle goes on an 11-play drive, resulting in a field goal, so they're down four. Then Philly throws an interception on a terrible play call and a deep ball thrown by uh, Jalen Hurts. Seattle then puts together a 10-play drive, 92 yards at a buck 24, game-winning touchdown. Throw, Hertz then throws his second INT late in the game in the fourth quarter, and the Matt, the new Matt Patricia coach defense for Philadelphia allows, oh, I don't know, an 11-play drive and a 10-play drive in the same quarter to lose the game, no less. And Jalen Hurts, quarterback, of course, of the Philadelphia Eagles, had this to say post-game about the way in which his team performs. We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were we all were uh, committed enough. You know, you know, just just got to turn it around. You know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. Just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't know nothing that I had a dictionary on me now. Um, Excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say that. I guess how are you seeing that present itself? Just, you know, it's a matter of being on the same page. Um, It takes everyone being all in um, in all aspects. And, you know, it it starts with me. I don't know that the team is committed enough. You want to read into that, Smalls? I think we definitely can. Here, Evan, you said that we we didn't see this one coming. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. But should we have? Because we've we've had signs that have been pointing this direction as the season has gone on. 
we know that there's been some tension on the defensive side of the ball, some finger pointing, which is why Matt Patricia became the defensive play caller. Sean Desai was demoted in season. That, that's a crack that's been revealed to us. We know that they went through a really rough portion of their schedule and that at the end it seemed like they were running out of gas and some of these flaws were starting to get exposed. There's another data point. We know that Jalen Hurts was so sick that he had to fly separately from the team and that he was not going to be at 100%. I mean, you, you, you heard the words there. He could barely talk after the game. You, you saw it the entire game. He was not himself. We've been starting to see some of the deficiencies of the Philadelphia Eagles get more and more exposed as the season went on. But yet, as CeCe always says, Chris Canty, what's understood doesn't have to be said. We kind of give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt because of what they did last season. And maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe they've been telling us all along that this is who they are. We just haven't been paying attention or we haven't been listening to them. But does that answer what his question? You, you're right about everything you're saying. But does that answer his question of commitment? What is that commitment? Is that a trade that they didn't make? Is that an offseason acquisition that they didn't make? Is that a commitment to working hard in practice? Is that them saying, you know what, that coaching change should have happened earlier or we should have done that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, when you use the word commitment, that's a really strong word to use. Especially to a professional athlete. Right. If Small said, hey, you know, our show's got to get better, I don't know about Evan's commitment. Well, the, the, I mean, that is like a gut punch if you were to say that. And the interesting point about it is he's not naming one person, but he is sending a message to his team. He's sending a message, all right. And they probably know what he's talking about. Do they? Pat, you're an Eagles fan. Do you know? Can you translate Jalen Hurts' Eagles coded language here? Do you know what this means? This is fascinating. I don't know who he is specifically referencing, but I do know there is a, a large majority of the fans who feel that Howie Roseman has not been committed to the Eagles in the proper ways because there's a fundamental flaw in how he put together his defense and saying that linebackers are not a huge priority for us. Like you could just stick anybody in there uh, and the secondary is, you know, you can kind of just throw whoever and, and it'll be fine. Fundamental flaw in how they built the team. Jalen Hurts' contract is worth how much? 200, 300 million, whatever it is. My point is, so you're telling me that the star quarterback in your mind. 255. 255. The star quarterback in your mind may be, Pat, we can't say definitively, obviously, because we don't know what he's referring to, may be saying that the guy who gave him $255 million is not committed to winning. I would be surprised if Jalen Hurts was saying that, but I'm saying it. <laughs> right, yeah, but I when don't Jalen think... Hurts throws out commitment, I mean, that is a pretty strong statement. I would say, like, the Eagles are in on all these guys that become street free agents. or tra- Like Kevin Bayard they bring in, right, by way of trade with the Titans. They just brought in Darius Leonard, a.k.a., you know, formerly Shaq Leonard, linebacker. I'm not saying he's great anymore, but, you know, they, they seem to be committed. They are always going out and getting guys. They trade for A.J. Brown, right? I mean, they've done things, and I understand that that may not be the position you're talking about, but questioning Howie Roseman is such an interesting one because he's been the guy that I think a lot of people have given credit to for what's going on with the Eagles. He's in finding Jalen Hurts, not finding him, but drafting Jalen Hurts. The commitment word is a really interesting word that I would love to understand what he means by that. Jalen Hurts is a really smart guy. When he says, I don't have a dictionary in front of me, he knows exactly. He doesn't need a dictionary, Mm-mm. right? There's not going to be a word that you're going to give Jalen Hurts where he's going to need a dictionary for. I, I need to know what that actually means because I don't know the answer to that. I know... Pat, that you are expressing a sentiment that Eagles fans feel, but 
I would be very surprised if that's who Jalen Hurts was targeting with those comments. As the leader in that locker room, I would expect that to be targeted at his teammates. Now, which teammates? I don't know. But clearly he feels like there is a certain faction of that locker room. Again, this is just me guessing. Well, I'm just trying to read the tea leaves here. That maybe isn't showing the commitment that he he deems to be necessary. All right, so they may or may not have the commitment, obviously, that Jalen Hurts wants. They're not the San Francisco 49ers. We know that. Are they the second best team right now in the NFC? Like, if I said to you right now, who do you have more faith in to make a run, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Oh, that's such a tough question. The Eagles Probably. have done it. They've made the run. You've seen them do that. But who do you have more faith in? I, even though based on the play of the team, I know the Cowboys are coming off a bad loss too. I would probably want to lean Cowboys, but I have more faith in the Eagles in the playoffs because of the history than I do the Cowboys. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What do you think the commitment line means by Hertz? And more faith right now. You have more faith right now in the Cowboys or the Eagles to make a run in the NFC playoffs. Or or do you want to sit here and say, which is, I mean, a possibility, neither because the Niners are going to destroy everybody. Well, that, I, I kind of feel that way right now. That might be the correct answer. But what if there isn't really a lack of commitment, but he's looking at the state of his team saying, we just lost three straight. I mean, he threw two interceptions late. Of course. But what if he's like, I need to light a fire under everybody. What if I need to say something that I know is going to ruffle some feathers and hope that sending that message fires everyone up to just commit that much more? Maybe. Is is he that guy? He hasn't been that guy publicly, I don't think. He's not like a message sender in the media. The thing that I think a lot of people, including me, love about Jalen Hurts is he seems like very even-keeled. He's unproblematic. Quiet. Yeah, he's 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 what Steve Kerr always would say about Clay Thompson. He's not high maintenance or low maintenance. He's no maintenance. Yeah, it feels like Jalen Hurts somehow at the quarterback position is no maintenance, which is unheard of. Right, but this is a team that was very close to winning a Super Bowl last year. Still has those same aspirations. There's a lot of talent, and they're coming off three losses to the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. You're gonna have to crank it up, and they have an easy schedule remaining. So we think the Giants twice and the Cardinals. Maybe he's just trying to fire everybody up and have them lock in for the final stretch of the season. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is your telephone number to be a part of the show. Right now, you have more faith in the Eagles or the Cowboys, and the Hurts comments, very interesting in terms of commitment. Nick in New Jersey on Sirius XM 80 joins us on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. What's up, Nick? Hey, how you doing, guys? Um... You know, I, I think that they, they need to commit more to the run. I think that's what he's talking about. I mean, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Gainwell, you got Swift. Uh, they did a better job of it last night, but I think that that's, you know, I, all honesty, I'm a 49er fan, and I think that's what scares me is when that team gets running, it opens up that pass offense, and that's what made them so dangerous last year. I think they got to commit more. When he says commit, I think he's talking about his coordinators. I think he's talking about his offense. I mean, that's the side he can control, right? I mean, they got to commit to that run game to get them back to where they were last year. Yeah, that's an interesting comment, and you may be right about it. Again, anybody, like literally anything anyone says may be right because we don't exactly know what he means by that. But if you look last night, DeAndre Swift, 18 carries, 74 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. That's pretty damn good. Kenneth Gainwell, 6 carries, 21 yards, 3.5 per carry. Again, I look at the per carry numbers as very simple. If you multiply it by 3, is it a first down? And so if you multiply it by three, meaning if you give 
Kenneth Gainwell the ball three times in a row at that average, it's a first down. Obviously, same thing for DeAndre Swift. And then Jalen Hurts, 13 carries, 82 yards, two touchdowns. Last night, they ran the ball in total 38 times, 178 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. That's an enormous amount of runs, right? I mean, I, you, could, you could, I guess, run the ball more, and I'd rather see them run the ball than throw those deep balls downfield like they did last night. But that's pretty good. So running is an interesting one. Chris in New York, an unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Chris? How's it going, guys? Hey, listen, who cares about Jalen Hurts, first off? I mean, the guy's dropping it. We knocked the life out of him when San Francisco went in there. The last five minutes of that game, he was defeated, and he never gained it back. What I want to talk about is my boy Brock Purdy and everybody throwing shade on his name. Like, (laughs) it can't be both ways here. You can't tell me that Mahomes is losing because he doesn't got it around him, but then punish Purdy when we drop a couple games due to injury to his best tailback, his best wide receiver, the silverback was out, and then all of a sudden the Niners lose because of Brock Purdy, but, you know, it's not Pat Mahomes' fault. If you look into the analytics and actually pay attention to some of these numbers, like, the kid's amazing. Garoppolo couldn't do it. Rosen couldn't do it. Um... Beathard, Mullins, Hoyer, the list goes on and on. But all of a sudden, this kid shows up, and everybody is so wrapped around where he got drafted. I mean, look at Trey Lance, third pick. The guy, the guy's a backup in Dallas now. But everybody yeah, it, is so it's, it's remarkable, Chris. You bring up a lot of good points. Brock Purdy, more than any athlete maybe ever, is penalized for doing the job. Like, he gets penalized for him jo- his job not having more speed bumps than it does. And he creates no speed bumps. He is penalized because he's asked to do a job. He does it at the highest of level. And then we hold it against him that his job is not harder because he makes it look easy. It's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Coming up, Smalls has the bottom five power rankings. CC has the top five in power rankings. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Which teams were great? Breaks a tackle at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted! He couldn't hang on! This is the NFL Bottom 5. 
Normally every Tuesday, Chris Canty gives us his top five teams in the NFL, the Chris Canty Power Rankings, but he's in Paris. So as his accountability partner, I didn't want to butcher his top five. And I feel like I would, Evan, because I know San Francisco's number one. I know Baltimore's number two. But three through five is really jumbled for me. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Evan Cohen. You're listening to Unsportsmanlike live from ESPN West Palm here on ESPN Radio. So instead, we're going to shake it up a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to give you the bottom five teams in the NFL. You ready? Right. Yeah, let's go. Javante? Number five. It's the New York Jets. They're five and nine. They're an absolute disaster. This season has been such an emotional roller coaster for Jets fans. You think that Aaron Rodgers is the guy. You think you have a Super Bowl caliber team, and now we're talking about him potentially coming back and your future for next year being ruined? Game day today for Rodgers. Like Travis Kelsey says, Rodgers on McAfee. That's right. We better at 6.02 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning be discussing Aaron Rodgers announcing he's shutting it down. If he tells us today he's playing smalls, you need to drop them lower in the power rankings. That's how annoyed I'd be if I'm a Jets fan. He cannot play. Cannot, they're eliminated from the playoffs. He cannot play this year. It's ridiculous. So if we were going to put money, if we could wager on ESPN bet if he's going to play or not, you say no. I'm, I'm saying they shouldn't. No, no, no. I'm not, that's not what I'm asking. Do you think he will or he won't? Do you think smarter heads will prevail? Because I think he is so committed to being the person that comes back this early that despite the juice not being worth the squeeze, I think to him it feels like it is. We're all looking at it like you have literally nothing to play for of substance this season. And next year you do, or at least you hope that you do. Why would you risk it? I don't think he's viewing it the same way. I think he's going to play. I kind of feel like you're right, but here's my prediction. He doesn't announce one way or another today, and they take it right to the wire tomorrow and when they have to activate him off the IR. But why would he? He would add to the drama. He wants another day of conversation. Yeah, but then he wouldn't have his moment on Pat McAfee. Now I don't know. I don't know anymore. Next one. Keep it moving, Javante. Number four. The Washington Commanders. Four and ten. They're in purgatory right now. Ron Rivera, we know that that's not the answer. Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, this new ownership group. They want to put their fingerprints all over this franchise. We know that the Washington Commanders are about to turn the page. They're number four on the list. Next. Number three. How's my CC impression? Doing well. Thank you. It's the Arizona Cardinals. We have talked about the Arizona Cardinals, what, a whopping two times? So far this NFL season, and they have some interesting pieces. There's some some intrigue surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray about them tanking, maybe not tanking so well, being a, a tough out at time. But they're under that shroud of meh right now. Definitely one of the worst five teams in the NFL. Next. Number two. <laughs> You're getting a kick out of yourself. That, that's the best part of this. Smalls is legitimately just getting a kick out of herself on this one. It's really fun being Chris Canty. I got I got to be honest. It's the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, it's the end of the road, Evan. If I was Chris Canty, I would sing because he has a beautiful singing voice. I would sing End of the Road by Boys to Men, but I'm not going to punish America. I'm not going to do that. But the New England Patriots are an absolute disaster zone right now. They're definitely the second worst team in the NFL, but there can only be one. There can only be one. Keep it pushing, Durante. Number one. It's the Carolina Panthers. What's understood doesn't have to be said. <laughs> the ownership getting too involved with the day-to-day football operations. I don't have faith that Tepper is going to hire a football mind and let him make football decisions. 
we don't know how damaged Bryce Young might be from this disastrous first season. They're 2-12 and 12 right now. Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. So there you go. The bottom five, Carolina, New England, Arizona, Washington, and the Jets. But CeCe from Paris has actually released his power rankings. He did. And you have now outsourced that to someone else. Well, I think it's only fair since he is always a part of this segment, that we have one of our producers, Javante Lawrence, do the honors. Javante, take it away. All right, first, I just want to put the disclaimer out here. This is CeCe's list. If it was my list, it would be completely different. <laughs> Love that qualifier. You're separating yeah. yourself from CeCe. <laughs> yeah, I just want the people out there to know. At, like, so if I say ESPN, team, you, they're Pat, not coming Pat directly just, at me. Pat is just <laughs> sitting there turning his chair, staring at Javante <laughs> to make this more awkward for him. So, yeah, I'm just going to uh, name his top five, and I'm going to do the best to explain his top five. So we're going to go with number five. Number five. <laughs> number five. He has my Detroit Lions, which is kind of questionable. You know, I appreciate him putting them on the list. Me, personally, I wouldn't put them on the list. Their defense is uh, very suspect. They're a very offensive-led team. And it's also one thing about the Lions I want to drop in here real quick was have me worried. The Lions right now are the number three seed. And currently, it's a team in Los Angeles, the Rams, a seven seed. Mm. So, right now, they're not matched to play each other. But it is a possibility that they could end up playing each other. And if that happens, I won't know part of that game because I feel that Matt Stafford is going to come down to Detroit and just completely destroy the Lions. Oh, wow. Would just nice slip in there. The Matt Stafford Bowl. Yeah. my hopes. No, like pretty much almost nobody outside of that game. I mean, outside of Michigan would care about that game. But <laughs> I do, and I don't want to see any part of that. And next. we're going to move to the next. <laughs> Number four. Number four, he has the Buffalo Bills. Which I feel like this is kind of some uh, Regency bias. Like the Bills haven't been great all year, and you know they had they had a couple of great wins. And I think he just you know he just in love with uh, Christine Lisi Treats, and he just want to shout her out and uh, get some. Ah, treats he from did Christine this for Lisi. cookies and brownies. Yeah, I like it. Not a bad idea, you can't you know? blame him. By the yeah. way, how about the uh, number four team is a nine number four in the power rankings for the entire league, meaning four of out of thirty two, and yet in the AFC they're nine of sixteen. Think about that for a second. Next. All right, next. Number three. The Cleveland Browns, which pretty much, you know, they have a variety of quarterbacks. And now they have Joe Flacco, who has been pretty serviceable. And they have one of the top defenses in the league. So I assume CeCe's point of view, he's a defensive guy. So he's saying, oh, they have a great defense. So he probably believes in a defense, which is a pretty, pretty, I guess, pretty good thought about it. Just to know, go about their defense and think like, oh, they have a good defense. And their defense could carry them in the playoffs. Next. He just likes Flacco. Number two. Number two, he has his Baltimore Ravens, and his list is quickly turned into a list of CeCe's favorite team because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he picked the Ravens number two because that's his former team. And as we all know, they have Lamar Jackson, who does a variety of things. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. And they are the top seed in the AFC. Next. <laughs> number one. The number one team he has is the San Francisco, actually, I should say, 49ers, which the 49ers have probably been the best team all year. And could arguably say have two MVPs and Brock Purdy and Chris, Christian McCaffrey. And CC thoughts probably, as I've been saying, they've been the top team and they're probably the hottest team right now. And they have a, a load of weapons with Debo, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and as I said, uh, Brock Purdy plans the MVP. 
And that is CeCe's list. At number five, he has the Lions. Let me pull it back up on my phone because it's ridiculous. Li- no, Lions five, Bills Lions four. Lions five, uh, Bills four, the Browns three, the Ravens two, and the 49ers number one. And Michelle, as always, you is CeCe's accountability partner. And then you have any disagreements <laughs> with this list. Javante. Oh, yeah, Javante. Nailed Nuno, it. Nuno is so happy back there. Standing Nuno O is for so Javante. Proud. He is so proud of Javante. I have never seen him that proud of Pat at any point well, ever. It's, it's Javante, not Pat. I know. I'm saying he's oh, never, never seen- been that proud <laughs> I know what you're of saying. Pat. Wow. Well done, Javante Lawrence. So there you go. Outstanding. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Evan, we have a surprise for you tomorrow. We have one of your favorite people joining the show tomorrow. Wow, Udonis? Udonis has yes. will be joining the show tomorrow. Yes. There Evan, we go. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to UD. Excellent. Are you so excited? Yes. I wish somebody would have told me before and I could have brought my jersey. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, Chris Canty back with us in the new year. A new podcast launches today, The OG Show, with Mike Miller, former NBA player, and our next guest, my favorite NBA player, you know that, Smalls. I do know that. As a Heat fan, there's nobody better. I've talked to him multiple times, and the first time here nationally on ESPN Radio. It is Udonis Haslam joining us here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. UD, thank you for a couple of minutes. How many NBA guys or ex-NBA guys asked you to do this before you settled on Mike Miller, who is your guy from Florida back in the day? Um, hey, Michelle, good morning, guys. Uh, a lot, a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have asked me um, to come on a podcast and, and work with them and do things with them. But for me, you know, I'm loyal to the soil. So it's all about the people that I really, really mess with and the relationships that I have. So me and Mike go way back to college. You know what I'm saying? That was my roommate in college. So um, we have a lot of stories. We have a great relationship. And we have a lot of history. So we got a lot to talk about. You are as real as they come. Anything off limits on the OG's show? <laughs> 
everything. Nah, as long as you're real, we all right with it. You know what I'm saying? You got to be real. You got to tell the truth. I think for me, um, you know, in today's society, I think everybody wants to be followers. I've been a born leader my whole life, so I tell the truth. I stay on the right side of everything, and um, I shoot it to you straight, whether you like it or not. So that's what we're going to do. All right, well, let's shoot it straight, Udonis, about Draymond Green. I know that that's something you've spoken about you're going to talk about on your podcast. His suspension, his indefinite suspension because of his behavior in the NBA, do you think the NBA got it right? Yeah, I think they got it right. I think they got it right. And and for Draymond, you know, I think, you know, as the enforcer, our job is connect and protect. We connect the guys in the locker room and we protect the guys in the locker room. So I understand that role and I and I take that role um, very personally. And, and I understand the impact and importance of having a guy like Draymond. So you don't want to change that. You know, that's lightning in the bottle. You need guys like that in your locker room. But I think his approach and the way he's been going about it, I think that needs to change. You think Draymond would come after you? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. No, under no circumstances. I think Draymond's smarter than people give him credit for. <laughs> Wait I a second. Elaborate on that, UD. So you're saying he would, he <laughs> goes think, after people on purpose? I, I'm saying he goes after the right people. <laughs> he goes after the right people. You know, it, it's never been a guy like myself or, or a Kenya Martin or a guy who probably might put them paws on him. It's always a guy where he's probably going to win that matchup nine times out of ten. Talk with you, Donis Haslam, here on ESPN Radio. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. As UD launches his podcast, the OG's Pod with Mike Miller, his college teammates today, very much looking forward to this. It's the stories that Udonis is going to tell are going to be really exciting. And I think back to when you guys first met at Florida, people know you now, three-time NBA champ. You look different now than you did then. <laughs> and I, I only bring that up because you know how much of a fan I am of yours. And, and to relate it to Zion, Physical condition, as it relates to mental conditioning and getting yourself right for the NBA, how hard was that for you and how hard do you think that is for Zion? I mean, yeah, I lost – everybody knows my story. I went over to Europe. I lost half a person before I came back to to, (laughs) try out for the Heat. So, um, for me, I I think, um, can you play? Can Zion play at this level, at that weight? I mean, he's proven that. Can he probably still dominate at that weight? I think he's proven that. But is he his best version? Is he going to get the longevity out of his career? Is he going to get the the most out of his talent, out of his skill set? Probably not. And I think, you know, that's where you got to split hairs with Zion and you let him know. We're not saying that you're not a good player. We're not saying that you aren't capable, but we're saying that you could be better. You could do more. Um, There's another level for you. And I think that's what Zion needs to understand. That's what people got to keep harping on with Zion. Udonis, heat culture is a very polarizing phrase for NBA fans. If you're a heat fan, you love it. If you're not, it's something that you can mock at times. You are what I think of when I think of heat culture. So I want to ask you for a definition. What is the definition of heat culture? I mean, for me, the definition of heat culture is something that you look to believe in that gets you out of just focusing on yourself. So whatever that is for you to help you just not focus on yourself. The human condition is to focus on yourself. I need this is what I want. This is what I want to do. This is how I did it. This is what I worked on in the summer. This is what I want to do during the season. So when it comes to the heat coaching, when you walk in that locker room, it's not about you. It's about the guys in the locker room. So you have to focus on something higher. You have to have a bigger purpose than what 99% of this league has when they walk in. 99% of the guys want to walk in and just work on the stuff that they did in the summer and think they go average 30. When you walk in that locker room, it's not about what you did in the summer. It's not about averaging 30. It's about giving it to the team. And they give you something to focus on and make you get outside of yourself. So, Coaching is just about something bigger than yourself. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got to sacrifice at some point. 
How does that persist? Because we see so many other franchises that have a lot of success, whether it's the Patriot way or the, the Cardinal way, the Yankee way. There's all of these organizations that have had a lot of success, but that feeling or that culture sometimes erodes, but it feels like with the Heat, it's plug and play. How does Heat culture persist regardless of the players? I mean, you see it when the guys step in, the next man up mentality. You know, with Heat culture, we talk about getting out of sight of yourself. It's also stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know, when guys are in and out of the lineup, we don't expect a drop-off when a guy that's undrafted steps in. We expect you to step in, and we expect you to pick up the slack and do as good or even better. We don't care if Jimmy Butler's out of the lineup and we got a Kane um, or coming in, Jamal Kane coming in, or, or Jaime Hawkins coming in. This expectation is the same, Jaime. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to give you the out of saying, hey, Jimmy's out. Um, it's a tough night for you. It's a tough matchup for you. The expectations are the same. And sometimes with these undrafted guys to are mostly my guys, the expectation is even higher. There's no slack. There's no room for error. And you got to step in, and these are your opportunities. And you might only get one shot, so don't blow it. <laughs> UD, and we're talking to Udonis Haslam here on ESPN Radio, three-time NBA champ with the Miami Heat. Heat culture, as he just defined there. He's got the OGs pod with Mike Miller that's launching today. I would love to hear the advice you would give retroactively or even now to John Morant, who returns tonight. You have been someone that grew up in Miami. You have people around you your whole life. You've seen things that probably you can never speak of. And now you're in boardrooms that people never can (laughs) never get in. Right. You've bet Biggie says Ashy to Classy. I mean, no, seriously. Biggie says Ashy to Classy. That is probably part of your life. What advice would you give John Morant in understanding that? Um, you know, when you come back, just understand that you're not going to be the same guy as you were. And not just, not just, that's not just on the basketball. I mean, that's not just off the basketball court, but on the basketball court. I think the first thing John needs to do when he steps on that basketball court is focus on leadership and bringing effort and energy and breathing life into those guys. I'm looking at that team right now, and our team is struggling, and it's all mental. It's not talent-wise. It has nothing to do with the talent. Yes, they have a few injuries, but they still have Jackson. They still have Bain. Um, they still have some some credible pieces in that locker room. So I'm looking at the team and what they're going through right now is all mental. So first things first is when Josh steps in that locker room, he's got to be lightning in the bottle. He's got to bring that energy. He's got to bring that effort. He's got to breathe, breathe life into that locker room. Secondly, you've got to understand that the things that you do off the basketball court actually can help you build relationships and help you do things and get things accomplished on the basketball court. Maybe spend time with your guys off the basketball court. Spend time with Bane. Spend time with your bigs. Put things together where your guys can spend time together. You know, that's something I learned from LeBron, you know, when I played with LeBron, that we spent a lot of time off the basketball court as a team, just going to barbecues and going to the movies and, and going to different activities and things like that. So I think those are things that when Jack comes into, tap back into those things and tap back in with your guys and spending that time with your guys and building those relationships. When those guys step back on the floor, yeah, they're down, and yeah, it's going to take a little while, but I think you'll see things start to turn around if you start there first. UD, let's finish with this. The OG's pod, I saw a couple of clips of you and Mike Miller already that you guys are promoting for the podcast. I saw you wearing two different shirts, one for Dan Marino and one for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Bigger impact yes, on Udonis yes, Haslam's life, Marino or Stone Cold? Ooh. Oh, man, not even close. I got to go Dan. I can't, I can't, there's no way possible. I got to go Dan, man. I mean, for a Miami kid growing up in, in the city of Miami, when it used to be Joe Robbie Stadium, you know what I'm saying? Sitting there watching the games on the big screen when it was black, and I couldn't watch it on TV. Now I get a chance to rub elbows with Dan Marino and, and, and sit in the nine suite at the games. So I'm living a dream, man. And um, no no disrespect to shot Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love giving out a can of whoop ass, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with my man, Dan the man. UD, this was awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck on the podcast, and hopefully we can speak again in the future here. 
We love to do it. Thank you, on. Um, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, guys. All right, there is Udonis Haslam, of course, uh, the OG's podcast with Mike Miller that he has coming out today and certainly gave you a good definition of the heat culture stuff, but also John Morant, Zion Williamson, Draymond Green, some of the issues around the league. This is a guy that, you know, what he said lost a person. All right, hold on, but, hold on. That was a great interview. I enjoyed it, even though I can't stand the heat. Um, <laughs> but I had thought, and maybe uh, Javante Pack, can you pull the audio at the end? Did of he it? get your name wrong? Did he get my name wrong? <laughs> what did he yeah. say? He said Michelle. I think he called you Owen. Oh, no. Uh, that's fine. I'll change my name right now. I will change my name legally to Owen if that's what I have to Owen do. Owen Cohen? <laughs> Whatever. Well, Evan Cohen combined can be Owen, I guess. Owen Cohen. Is that what just happened? If something happened. We're going to find out. Here it is, real quick. We'd love to do it. Thank you. Is that polite? Yeah. We'd love to do it. Thank you, Owen. Um, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, guys. I, th- yeah. I think he said on. It did come out as Owen, maybe, a little bit. I'll just, to do it. Thank you, Owen. Um, he called you Owen. I think he said on ESPN. No, I think he was going. No, no, no. I'm trying to defend him. Wow. I think he was just so taken with your last question that he was just not even focused on your name. You get why I think he's so great, though. He is your guy. I mean, that guy is awesome. And he that gave, is your guy. And, gave, and by the way, you know that was very interesting about Draymond. Yep. That, that he's very careful about who he's going after, and he would never go after. He brought up himself and Kenyon Martin and other enforcer types. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very interesting. Well, we may have just experienced the unsportsmanlike moment of the day with me becoming Owen Cohen. We will see if we have other <laughs> ones coming up. It's unsportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman and Owen Cohen on ESPN Radio. <laughs> but first, Michelle, is this from Vivid Seats? Oh, hang on. Let me find it here. You can get seats, tickets to Heat Games. Absolutely. You know I'm going to be going to Vivid Seats. Bowl season basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals and great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. UD, this was awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck on the podcast, and hopefully we can speak again in the future here. We'd love to do it. Thank you, on, um, Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. I just got a text from, you want to talk about the OG's pod? Yes. You want to say if they wanted a, like a radio personality to host it? And I'll explain what we're wearing in a second. Freddie Coleman would be the person to host it. Without a doubt. Freddie just texted me. You, the Udonis Haslam interview was great, Owen. He is really good. Oh, God. Oh, by the this, way, this kills quick. me. Freddie, yeah. uh, let's, since Freddie texted you, let's wish him a happy birthday. It's the OG's birthday today. Happy that, birthday. I thought his birthday was yesterday. No, it's today. Oh, I texted him yesterday. Oops. <laughs> Well, you're the first one. All right, yeah. Did I, was I was I first, Freddie? Oh, my bad. Oops, oh, my gosh. Guess, happy birthday to happy Freddie Happy birthday Coleman. to Freddie. You'll hear him with Harry, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And so uh, we have gifts, by the way. We do. Um, as part of the Unsportsmanlike crew here in South Florida um, at ESPN West Palm. You got an ESPN West Palm bucket hat, I correct? did. It's a total sleigh. I can't wait to go in the sunshine and have my face protected. And I got uh, BlendersEyewear.com. 21 prime 21 blenders they look great these are the Dion sanders blenders i guess they have locations all over but specifically in delray where we are here awesome. the prime 21 blenders so that's awesome 21. you got them also 21, 21. <laughs> i did i got them also let me I, see i thought the sunglasses and the hat might be a little too much together let me see i gotta do mine too <laughs> Owen, you look great <laughs> I look like I'm going fishing. You look I don't like, look cool look in like any way, shape, or form. Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we look. <laughs> you want to talk about the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day? I it's my this. Celsius here. Wow. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, Owen. You called me Owen. And then so now nobody's gonna focus on he had phenomenal analysis on Draymond. He did. On Picking on people your own size, basically. Yeah. He had excellent analysis on Zion Williamson and excellent Crazy analysis guy. on John Morant and defining for you and others the heat culture mentality. And how it And yet all anyone's going to think about is the fact that you think he called me Owen. I don't think. Around the room on this show, did he call me Owen? Michelle Smallman says yes. Nuno? Oh, uh, definitely. Okay, Pat? <laughs> 100%. Javante? Yes, he did. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, okay, that's... Breaks my heart. Uh, and All Sam right. from TV just said he clearly called you Owen. Sam wow, saying Sam it? too. Sam too. Oh, Sam and Freddie Coleman. Everyone is now saying he called me Owen. But you know what? Owen, <laughs> yes. he was excited to come on, and he gave us great analysis. He has his podcast to promote. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. And maybe next time, he'll call you Evan. Okay. Anyway, all right, let's go through our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. So each and every day at this time, we give our unsportsmanlike moments something funny, something different, something unique. And uh, let's start off with what happened with the Lakers last night. Okay. This is a franchise that is as top-notch a franchise as there is. You cannot get more long-term success than the Los Angeles Lakers have had historically. And yet, last night, they felt the need to raise the banner. It was banner night with the Lakers. And when I'm talking about the banner, I'm talking about the in-season tournament banner. That is embarrassing. I had people reaching out to me last night that are not NBA fans saying, this can't be real. And I said, it is. It is 100% real. The most unsportsmanlike moment maybe we've had in a while are the Los Angeles Lakers raising an in-season tournament banner, Smalls. I don't hate it. What? I don't hate it. Nuno came in this morning as a Knicks fan, and he's like, 
Good. We ruined Banner Night. I'm like, Banner Night? Because the Knicks, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But if the NBA really wants this to be a thing, and so far in the inception, it was great. Players cared. The player cared. LeBron James, who's still the thermometer of the NBA, was very into this and dedicated. Then they need to have things like this that people take pride in. I, I don't hate it. Ridiculous. Absolutely if ridiculous. It, if the Heat won and they raised a banner, I would, would you be, be dis- celebrating would, Banner Night? Never in a— Nuno, you hate the Heat. Would the Heat raise a banner in that spot? They would never do that. Michelle, would the Cardinals do that if Excellent. they won some sort of, like, all of a sudden MLB's like, oh, we'll start this, whatever it is, and they win it. You think the Cardinals are raising a banner? I think they'd be pumped to raise a banner right now. No, but you can't do no, it that way. Yeah, That's no. not answering the question. Answer, he's Nuno's a thousand percent right. Baseball is already, we've heard rumors, maybe could they copy this a little bit? Could they use this to, to liven up their regular season? He's a thousand percent right. The Cardinals are one of the most successful franchises in all of sports. Yes, correct. You, the team you love. Yep, love them. Love, love them. Have a seat at the family dinner table. Like they, if they raise the banner in season tournament, you'd be okay with that. No, we would mock them mercilessly. You're right. But here's the thing: if Rob Manfred said we really need you to buy in, you're one of the crown jewel franchises in all of Major League Baseball. You won the in-season baseball tournament. We need you to lean into this. I could absolutely see Bill DeWitt and Cardinals ownership saying, "All right." Maybe a flag. There was a pen. No way. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if the Yankees did that? I could see it. Literally, if the Yankees raise an in-season banner, ESPN New York would be talking about that literally until the next baseball season, rightfully so. This is ridiculous. Listen, if the Pacers won it, fine. (laughs) If the Pacers beat the Lakers, I'd be totally fine with the idea of them hanging an in-season banner. (laughs) They've never won an NBA championship. They want to celebrate it. They have a young team. These are the Lakers! You can't do that! But that's kind of my point, though. If the Lakers do it, what precludes the Cardinals, the Yankees, any other franchise? Because we're laughing at them. That's what precludes them from doing it. It's a a gateway banner. A gateway banner? Yeah. It's going to lead to something else? It leads to other teams feeling like it's okay to drop a banner for in-season tournaments. It's a gateway banner. Absolutely ridiculous. The other unsportsmanlike moment. Which By the way, that, it was yeah. really hard for me to take you seriously. Why? <laughs> Ranting about that because you're wearing a bucket hat and stunner shades You're right wearing now. a bucket hat too. <laughs> I know. And I got the Prime 21. 21. 21. Blenders on. Now, you know how Big Dom, the security guy for the Eagles. Love him. Right? Was there last night, but not on the sidelines. Why? Because he was bad. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with A.J. Brown, the guy that A.J. Brown got into it with, with the Ravens, because he was kind of chirping, I mean, the Ravens, the Seahawks, because they were kind of chirping back and forth last night. But Big Dom was at the game last night. Sure. In the suite of the owner of the team. Did Big Is Big Dom's penalty better than not having the penalty? I think it might like be. Like, you're in the suite with the owner of the team. Isn't that actually better than being on the sidelines? He's also, from everything we understand, beloved in Philly. Everybody knows him. Kevin Nagandi told us yesterday, SportsCenter's Kevin Nagandi said, this guy is known amongst everybody in Philly. He's, he is a Philly legend. But right. now he's becoming an, like an urban legend amongst football fans. Here's this guy, this big, tough security guy from Philly. He got into an altercation on the field, and there he is in the owner's suite just hanging out. I think it's great. I think it's probably the best thing that could have happened to him. By the way, great tweet we just got. Dr. Pepper inbox here at Co Radio at M. Smallman from Gupac 1965. Do college basketball teams raise banners for winning the Maui Invitational or the Jimmy V Classic? <laughs> I'm going to guess the answer is no on No, that. but they do get them just for going to the Final Four. Oh. Okay, but at least that's the Final Four, Pat. Well, they didn't win, yeah, they didn't win, win the tournament. Evan. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's true. Come on. You're right. 
Well, we maybe for winning place. the region. Cool. Maybe for winning the region. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I still tournament. cannot believe the Los Angeles Lakers, of all teams with that kind of history, did that last night. All right, Greeny, Hambo, coming up next. We are on to Wednesday. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks, Owen. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.